0: We always knew a podcast was an upwards future. Some of our most inspirational and memorable conversations have stemmed from off-the-cuff, out-of-the-box, thoughtful dialogue with our very own Upward citizens. And the takeaway is a richer and more enlightened understanding of one another, ultimately translating to a better and stronger personal and professional relationship. So we thought we'd explore some interesting topics of our own in a format that encourages organic and elevated conversation and connections between participants and listeners alike. So why not put our own stamp on a podcast?
1: Thank you for tuning in today's episode of Word Up, an Upward Hartford podcast. On today's episode, we'll be speaking with Colleen McGuire, co-founder and CEO of Silverfern Healthcare, and Bon Arsalan, Director of Global Enrollment and Student Success at Trinity College in Hartford. And our co-host today, Carla Danza, who's the event sales manager with Upward Hartford. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank Good you morning, for having me.
2: Yeah, hello to both of you and thanks for being part of this podcast.
1: So, Colleen, uh, as a CEO, you're the chief decision maker, giver of advice, captain of the ship. You know, I'm curious, what what's the best advice someone's given you?
0: Wow, that's a big question. What's the best advice someone's given me? Um, I think it would depend, Mark, um, possibly in terms of, you know, the, the, the area, if you will. So the first thing that came to mind actually was when I started my company. Um, it's, so we have a software as a service product, and we came out of clinical research. And so one of the first pieces of advice I got was Make sure that you protect your intellectual property. Make sure you you know tease that out. Make sure that you um, you're you're operating with your own intellectual property or at least you know who owns what so that was the th- first thing that came to mind. but um, at the highest level, if you will, I think the thing that I live by and I'm not sure if this is from any one person that I got this advice, but maybe a, a bit of a mosaic or a, a combination of pieces that I've collected over the years, which is, um, you know, just try to be genuine. I believe that uh, in, in the final analysis, you you really need to be true to who you are. And so if as a leader, you, you stick to that core um, kind of, philosophy of just being who you are I, I think that's really uh, been good advice if you will that I've gotten over the years and that I live by and uh, it, it keeps you out of trouble I think then you don't have to remember who you what you said to whom if you just you know you stay stay right to the core
2: yeah I love that advice that is just eternal good advice um, so look on I've, um, so I've had the pleasure of watching you organize your sessions for uh, the Trinity students at Upward, and I would be so happy to see how you would utilize this space. I mean, as you know, the 17th floor launch pad at Upward is designed to be very collaborative and innovative, and your events would fit in so perfectly because of how you would arrange the room. Your presentations were so um, visually dynamic, and so much more that created such a great atmosphere to keep your audience engaged and definitely appreciated that and would love to see more of that in the future, hopefully. So we, we do miss that. But um, when, when we would chat, um, you know, we would briefly have discussions about what was happening in your professional world. But I always wanted to ask you, given your very rich international, um, professional and personal background... Um, if you had to jump on a plane right now and visit anywhere in the world, where would you go and why?
3: I really appreciate the intro that you said. I love the Upward Hartford space. I think you're right. It has been the space that we've found. Um, we found it as the perfect space to do our ideating, our prototyping. It's a space that, you know, being able to be on that top floor seeing downtown Hartford, I mean, that's a space that spurs creativity. So uh, I really love and miss this space. So I I can't wait to be back in that space. So thank you for always having me there. Um, Where would I get on a plate? I mean, you're right. My background is very international. I moved to America 12 years ago. uh, I travel a third of the year for Trinity College, meeting prospective students all over the world. Um, There's, One place that I've been to that I absolutely love, and it's uh, Muscat, Oman. And I'd love to be back in Oman. It just is this beautiful, um, up-and-coming desert uh, city, the Muscat, and it's just so gorgeous. It's one of the countries that's uh, ranked as the top happiest nation in the world. And I, when I used to see those kind of BuzzFeed articles, so to speak, I used to kind of chuckle and be like, what does that even mean? And then when I got to Muscat, I realized, wow, these people are so kind and so happy and so grateful and so humble. And so that's a place that I'd love to be at right now.
1: I love it. For, forgive me, where, where is that? I, I've actually never heard of that.
3: Uh, Oman is in the Arab Gulf uh, region. So okay. it's, uh, it's next to... Uh, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, uh, Yemen. So it's in that uh, Arabian Peninsula uh, area. And I'm originally from Jordan and I moved to the United States 12 years ago as an international student. And so uh, that has been a region that I travel frequently to to meet with prospective students. And I've only been to Muscat once and I absolutely fell in love with it.
1: That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. I'm gonna check that out. Okay team has done a great deal of research coming up with words to spark conversation, uh, some of which we have shared with you already, uh, and we will be picking one at random right now. Uh, so without further ado, today's word is conformity.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so of course, um, this is Colleen in uh and mark and and lukeman in my type a fashion at 3 a.m when i couldn't sleep i was writing my answers out to all these various things so i have given a little thought to conformity um and and mostly i should start by saying today i have to say that there is a a positive element here in that word uh we're all dealing with trying to conform right to the rules and regs and safety procedures as it relates to keeping us safe around COVID-19. So today I have to say this word is a little bit more positive than it normally is for me, uh, but as an overall, if I, if I could back us up two months ago or pre, pre-pandemic, I would say that overall I am not a conformist and that the overall word to me, I, I don't see myself aligned with that word so um, I've got probably <laughs> some pretty strong opinions. For me, it's the opposite of disruption. Um, conformity to me means, you know, staying on the sidewalk, staying between the lines. Um, it could also, on the worst day for me, mean mediocrity, compliant, boring, minimization of, uh, of creativity. So I see a fair amount of, of conformity for me is, is the opposite of what we're doing at Upward. At Upward, or at least most of us are disrupting something. We're disrupting the way things are being done because we think and we know that there's a better way. Um, so so that's, that's how I think of uh, conformity when I did try to think of, okay, what's the, w- w- how else could this be interpreted? What's the positive side of this? Um, the other thing of course that we're doing at Silver Fern and I would imagine many companies are doing are um, we're trying to build something and take it to scale so when I think of conformity in terms of scale I think of consistency I think of um, standardization in in the good ways. so I do see that there's some positive sides of that word but overall for me um, you know, I've, I've been, a, uh, I think, more so than I would have admitted a long time ago, I've been a risk taker in my career. Uh, we, we took a pretty big risk going against um, standard treatment, as usual, for chronic disease, and we're, we're saying, hey, there's a better, better model out there. So um, I, I don't think that uh, conformity is something that I usually, um, again, would, uh, would align myself with.
3: You know, Colleen, I was, as I was listening to your answer, I was just reflecting on my experiences in uh, different positions I've been in. Don't you feel that sometimes when we, individuals like us who love, you know, to be like change agents and when we are, to use your word, disruptors, don't you feel that sometimes it really does disrupt the? Uh, folks who have had sometimes might perceive it as a change fatigue or you know gosh you know so many ideas did we have to continue doing that I mean in a in a way I think it's easy to conform to something for some employees and some staff members and that's sometimes a challenge that I find of how can I balance um, the disruption I'm Injecting into what uh, seems as a conformist workspace. Uh, what has your experience been in kind of, you know, motivating people to, you know, um, feel as if that they're not giving something away by not conforming?
0: Um, if, I, if I'm following you, I think, I mean, that's a really interesting. Um, kind of way to look at this. And one of the things is, as you were kind of asking or positioning that, Lucman, I was thinking that, you know, conformity to me, and especially these days, it almost feels with all the political stuff going on, I think, you know, it's it's away from this democracy. And I don't want to obviously get us into a political conversation here, but um, <laughs> but at the same time, I think, you know, I want complete conformity around our mission and vision um, of which we have. So for example, when I think of it from a business perspective, um, our entire Silver Firm team, you, you don't get on this team unless you are, eat, think, breathe our mission and, and believe in it. So there's 100% conformity, right? And maybe it's just the words. See, I see that as alignment. I see that as, um, you know, I, so I've taught strategy, um, in the past in the business school at UConn. And I think in terms of, you know, it, it, there's all kinds of sayings out there, you know, if you don't have a strategy, any road will take you there um, or whatever. I'm probably mixing up my cliches, but you know, you really do need to have a vision and a plan and a and, and conformity around your marching uh, folks in order to get something achieved, right? You don't want everybody off doing their own thing. Um, so I, I I think it's maybe that I I maybe it's just that I'm not a conformist and I want, I, I want to be the one disrupting and then having people conform around me.
3: <laughs>
1: um,
0: I, I I don't know uh, maybe, maybe I'm getting myself in trouble with this conversation.
1: <laughs> and that's super fascinating, Colleen. You know, as an event manager, we have you know supported you guys a couple times at events, and even the food was so in line with the mission. And you guys are meeting with healthcare professionals. And uh, the catering that we we got was very uh, forefront of just healthy, 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 healthy. <laughs> These are healthcare professionals we're working with. You know, yeah, we could bring in nachos, we could bring in this and that, and pizza. But it just even the catering, I mean, it was very in line to what you guys are doing industry wise, and really cool to support any event you guys have going on.
0: Well, thank you. Can I just um Can I just jump on that for one more second, Mark? Oh, please. Um, so, yeah, so it's funny, I, I, I maybe will have to, after we hang up, you know, think of conformity in a different manner, because one of my favorite words is alignment, and we we believe that, you know, all of our practices are aligned around our mission, and our mission is to improve health outcomes for people with chronic disease or people, you know, the emerging risk uh, group, those that are headed towards chronic disease so everything we do like we have walking meetings um and so before we move to walk to upward we would walk every day you know we walk around the reservoir and we take a topic and typically our scientist educates us um now the new thing is which we were just implementing when we come back to upward after after the covid situation is that we are only having 50 minutes 50 minute meetings instead of these one-hour meetings that we keep putting on the calendars because I have found when I look at my results at the end of the day it's flat 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 big spike of an hour walk and so what we're going to be doing is you know every after the end of a 50-minute meeting you're going to see us you'll be laughing at us at, us at upward because you'll see the burn parade of <laughs> going up and down the stairs and doing the circuit through the building. (laughs) Um, But yes, we we like to think that we're uh, completely aligned and and we conform. We conform around some basic healthy principles. Absolutely. And and I think you
2: need that. I mean, you're right. Conformity is, I think it's a, it's definitely a different word than alignment. It's kind of the good, bad, and the ugly, right? There's negative and positive um, elements to the word. Um, right. I mean, for a community, we all need to drive on the right side of the road, right? So you have to align in certain ways, but I think because you both said you're a nonconformist, I think that really speaks to your successes. And then of course you have to have your alignments. Otherwise, you know, it would be anarchy. I mean, it just wouldn't work. So I love that you both really had some strong feelings about who you are and, um, you know, like during my adolescent years, I would definitely gravitate more to a nonconformist conformist or a rebel, if you will, I mean, because they were just more fun, frankly. Um, you know, there's a certain sex appeal to it, right? But I mean, over the years, I'm becoming more and more convinced that we do, in fact, each have a conformist and also a rebel within us, if you will, I think. Um, but it's interesting, especially these days, how we're looking at it during this current situation as well.
1: Carla, that's great. And just to piggyback off that, I'd like to ask the, both of you a question, you know, when people conform around an idea, when do you think de-individualization can occur or, or factors that could erode a conformist idea? De-individualization is a concept in, in social psychology that, you know, is generally thought as losing a, a self-awareness in groups. Uh, is there anything that could erode at a conformist idea? I'm like, I'm out, not for me.
3: You know, uh, Mark, this may not answer that question precisely, but I'm still thinking and kind of reflecting on what Colleen was talking about in terms of the mission and vision of the organization. And uh, she seeks individuals that come into the organization living and breathing that. And uh, that kind of lit up a light bulb in my head. Then I realized I work at a college campus where I am in the admissions office. I oversee the admissions office in a sense where I am looking for a certain criteria that if the prospective student does not conform to these criteria, then they are deemed as inadmissible. And then it's almost that in a way, I am looking for a way that I'm looking for a box and then I'm looking for the people who can fit in the box, but yet can draw outside of that box. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I think that's where I'm looking for people that would conform to a certain set of um, standards. And then I'm looking for those individuals who can individualize that experience, who can then create that nonconformist or rebel idea as you mentioned earlier. Um, so so it's it's interesting because my immediate reaction was similar to Colleen's as well. I had an immediate reaction where I was like, that. <laughs> but now that we talk about it, I'm realizing, no, I actually need it. I need both of it. I need the conformists and I need the non-conformists. I, if all my office was just going renegade and saying like, oh no, let's be a disruptor in this, I think it would not function.
0: <laughs> it, would, it would be chaos, correct? <laughs> Um, so, I, if I could just jump on that a little bit too, <clears throat> it's it seems almost almost as if there's a paradox to some degree. Um, when you were talking, Luke, about that that screening process, I was also thinking, um, and I'm going to date myself here. So, when I started in my career in the early '80s, um, you know, we we especially women. Uh, I'll just speak to to my group alone. We had very strict protocol around, quote-unquote, fit, fitting in, paying our dues. Um, I, I, You know, you, you did things a certain way. You dressed a certain way. Um, today, I mean, 40 years later, we're in such a different place in terms of bringing your whole self to the office. So that's one of the things that I would just say on that. Uh, mark, to that I don't know this concept really from a psychological point of view, but my gut tells me when you cross that line to try to make people just give up too much of their own identity, or if you're really clashing, of course, against someone's personal values, um, that then conformity can can really, you know, you could get in trouble there. And and Luke Bond, in your in in your field, it's
2: it's true. I mean, students. Especially in, in education, right? Do, I would think students may feel like their freedom might be threatened in an environment that is a culture of conformity, but in your position, you need to be able to make sure that you strategize with them and, and have them be successful.
3: And you know, in a way, the way that we discuss in higher education conformity is we discuss it as the fit of the college and so if you think about it trinity college has a very different culture from sarah lawrence uh, college for example um, from albion college in michigan that's more in a rural setting so i think that in a way at the application stage and when students and families are visiting colleges they're identifying what they might feel comfortable with to where those values are aligned up with whatever that institution that they're going to and hence you know in a way conforming to what this this institution is and as you visit and as you work in these institutions you notice that it, it, you know I agree with you Colleen that it's it's interesting you kind of have to fit in and conform to a certain set of um, rules that are set, whether it's culturally or otherwise, um, to kind of be successful in it. because if if you're not in the top, and you are saying, oh, I don't conform to this culture, I think you'll be perceived as somebody who's just insubordinate and you know let's cut them loose so, so to speak. Uh, so it, it is a delicate balance of when can you interject this and how can you interject it. I think you can be nonconformist, but how do you deliver that message and how do you ultimately make people feel around you as you make them uh, as, you, as you present that idea of, uh, of being nonconformist?
2: Do you have a sense like when people are are in the presence of others, um, why people would conform in that situation? I mean, do you think it's because they either feel like they wouldn't fit in if they don't conform, or um, or they may not be as informed as others in a specific group?
0: Um, well, I think you know peer pressure is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, some of this it, it, um, you prompted a, th- a thought earlier, Carla, when you were. Um, Chatting about a couple of things, and my brain went to some of this has to do with age, perhaps. I mm-hmm. I don't know. This is just my opinion. Of course, this isn't informed by any any science here. Just to be clear, uh, my scientists might be saying, "Oh my goodness, what's she talking about?" Um, <laughs> but but from a you know just a. Kind of anecdotal point of view. You think about it, and you think, "Oh my goodness, we all worry about our teenagers and our kids." Um, I'm beyond that stage, but you know, because because of peer pressure, because of fitting in, it's it's a very 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 powerful um, uh, force. And I think for me, one of the things that uh, that Carla made me think about earlier was the older I have gotten. Um, you know, you, you cross some hurdles in terms of, or, or, big milestones in terms of age and it, and it, and it gives you freedom. Uh, mm-hmm. for me, at least it gives me freedom. I feel less like I need to, um, you know, like there's quote unquote peer pressure for me. I feel less like I need to conform than I did earlier in my life. I've never been a conformist, but I think I was smart enough early on to say, you know, you need to play within the rules enough so that you can get some credibility before you then disrupt. And now mm-hmm. now it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I have that, um, that pressure. But I do think peer pressure is a very, very serious um, phenomenon.
3: I have a different twist on this a little bit. I think that I do find myself conforming. Uh, uh, you know, in the beginning, you asked me the question of, where would I want to go? And I I stated how I travel to different areas, whether it's domestically within the United States or across the world. And I think one of the pieces that I've taken away with this is the cross-cultural and global competency and being able to conform to the society, the people that I am interacting with so that they feel comfortable. And because the work that I do is rooted in a culture of hospitality and making people feel good about interacting with me. And in, because of that, my conversations and my behavior and how I would greet um, does conform to uh, those areas that I would be in. And even if you look in the United States, you know, in the South where you're saying, sir and ma'am, and, um, and when you are, um, in the way you hand a business card in China versus in Korea, um, I do conform to those uh, set of areas. Or when I'm traveling in the, the in the Muslim world, and I'm not shaking hands with women as a man. And so, uh, it, it's interesting. I think that people end up conforming to just adapt. And uh, and in other ways, sometimes conforming is a Survival mechanism for people to say, you know what, I'm just gonna put my head down and keep going with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think we need we need people, we need all sorts of different ideas and and values. I think that diversity of, you know, having individuals like Colleen and myself who are disruptors in a world of conformists is helpful. And we can't. I think it'll be hard to have the same of everything. And that's I think the beauty of of what we live in. I mean, even the panelists here, I mean, if you look at the four of us here, we are so different from one another uh, yet are finding a common purpose in a single word. And I find that really powerful.
0: Yeah. Lukman. I just, I, I feel like I need to jump on that too. If I, if I may Mark and Carla um, because I, I, I think I just automatically uh you know, assumed or, or didn't even think about the basic um, social norms and and, and and mores of the various cultures by all means. Um, you know, I, I would think most of us are respectful and we, we try to do the right thing when we're in the right place in terms of fitting in. And, and I think about we travel quite a bit as well and the different places you go over the world around the world and the different expectations. Um, now that's, that's not to say that I would probably follow them. And everywhere, there are probably some places that I wouldn't go because I wouldn't be comfortable following their their uh, social norms. Uh, but I do think that that is, that is uh, really required. And that's just a respectful com- part of uh, uh, of conforming, quote unquote. So I, I don't want everybody to think that I'm this complete renegade that's that uh, run, runs amok and does not pay attention to the social graces. So we we definitely want to make sure that that uh, that's not a takeaway about me.
1: I can't thank you enough. Um, it's been it's been amazing.
2: Word up!
0: Word up!
1: Word up! You've been listening to Upward Hartford's podcast. Word up.